This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, Carm Capriato, the Service Aftermarket's podcast pioneer. Join me each week for aftermarket insights from my guest host and an industry first, a virtual shop tour. Use the industry's premier podcast as your personal networking resource. And as always, know that you'll learn one thing. The video for this show is on the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz or on my YouTube channel. Hello to my aftermarket peeps. It's Carm Capriato advancing the aftermarket with our weekly show called Aftermarket Weekly, where we actually talk business, shop owner or two, and we actually see a tour of their wonderful shop, which everybody looks so forward to kind of looking over our shoulders and seeing what's going on and picking up some great ideas with me is Kelly Weatherby and Lee Weatherby from Accurate Automotive in Mesa, Arizona. Hi, guys. Hey. How you doing, we were hanging at Apex this year, and uh, Lee, I know you were chatting with Tracy about waffles. I just can't believe we hit your sweet tooth. Best conversation ever. Oh, I'll tell you what. You know what? They were just having fun. Um, and her and a buddy, uh, I, you know, you had told me that they had created this video uh, about this idea they were doing with waffles and about reusing, you know what I mean, old donuts. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a great idea. And uh, we just sat, yacked about it. Just, it just had a beautiful time. I'll tell you what, they're just so creative. It was fascinating to see just how they were just excited about this and that, and this and that. And that's how business can be. You know what I mean? When you look at the little things that are going on, the nuances, anything can be exciting. You know what I mean? You just have to grasp onto it. Modern steering columns are collapsible, made of an inner and outer sleeve. In a frontal collision, the sleeves compress like a telescope, allowing the steering column to absorb energy from the crash, reducing impact on the driver. Dorman steering shaft is engineered with strict tolerances to directly replace the original shaft on certain vehicle years, makes, and models. Dorman has rigorously tested their steering shafts to meet federal motor safety standards through press-out, tensile load, salt spray, on-vehicle fitment testing, and more. These standards specify requirements for minimizing chest and facial injuries through steering systems that yield forward, cushioning the impact on the driver. These systems also limit rearward displacement of the column into the passenger compartment, further reducing the likelihood of serious injury. Hey, want to know more about Dorman? Visit dormanproducts.com tour. Kelly, you've been on the show, I think, at least seven times. One of the best episodes that I remember doing with you was at Apex 2018 with Judy Haglin and Shelley Bennett. Do you remember that? I love that episode. We had such a good time, and they're just such beautiful women, and we really you know, have a deep love for 20 groups and for our leading ladies group in particular. And I think we talked a little bit about the secret sauce. We did. I have so referenced that time we were together. <laughs> about an outer body thing happened to me as I discovered what secret sauce was. Yeah, it's in the sharing. I'm not going to share anything with my friends because I have some special secret sauce I don't want anyone to know about. <laughs> yes, right. That's not the way we do things. And that's what I do for a living. We share secret sauce all the time. That's what makes your show so valuable, truly, is the fact that you have business professionals coming on who have, you know, struggled and failed and failed faster and failed forward and now have reached some success and they're willing to share that. And I, I can't tell you how invaluable that is. In fact, when we were talking at Apex as that's one of the things that I just very, very much value about, you know, your show and the product that you are actually giving because this gives to so many out there 
who may or may not have the answers to doing things because we all want to believe we have the answers. We don't. And the beautiful thing is when you rely on others and you listen and you hear, then you do what I call R&D, rip off and duplicate. You know what I mean? Take the things that you're hearing and turn them into your own. Uh, Make them work in your shop. Take the ideas that people are sharing because it's so fascinating. You may not be able to do it the same way somebody else does it. That's okay. Do it your way. Just utilize the idea or the underlying theme and make it, you know what I mean, something that fits into your culture and will help you to produce business. It's, I tell you, this show is really phenomenal for that. And I'm grateful to you for doing that for all of us. Really, Carm, I mean that. I'm humbled to hear that. Honest to God, uh, I appreciate all the, the kind words. It keeps us going because we hope as a content producer and, and as a brand that we've been working at with 1100 plus episodes in the aftermarket radio network, that we're bringing these kinds of ideas to your point, Lee, you make them your own, you take that and all of a sudden they take on a different color and a different flavor inside of your own business. And then you end up owning that. There's nothing wrong with taking an original idea from anywhere and owning it and taking it on. Well, and a lot of it is being humble enough to realize or recognize that you do have a need to make a change. And that is really hard for business owners is to recognize that you have a need to make a change. Well, I have to tell you, that is a perfect segue into our next topic, uh, the great pivot. Lee and Kelly, uh, 1994, you started the business? We started before that because we were using a pager back in the days where, you know, we had just a <laughs> <Yeah>. pager. <laughs> we, we got sort of legitimate with a building in 94. Yeah. We yeah, were, yeah. you know, we were parting back and forth in probably like 91, 92. The pivot is to work less hours and to give more responsibility to the team. And then within that strategy and that big important move of succession, we work less, they work more, they take on more responsibility. You guys said, hey, maybe the future inflation, car count, all this stuff that's going on, how could we supplement our business? And then the fleet hat came out. Please t- bring, bring us this story. Well, we had a life event with Lee having a total knee replacement. So we were home already. And I think it was one of the first times since we started the business that Lee wasn't at the shop every day, right? He realized, oh, we can be gone and things do still happen. And that we had the conversation that, you know, how can we solve some of this car count issue? And we thought, well, the, you know, the retail, the business is a bit slow in the fact that people are staying home and working and not driving their car and not understanding or wanting to be educated that they still need their services. So whatever the reasons are that they're not coming in, they're just not coming in with the frequency that they once were. So we had this idea that we could build our fleets again because we hadn't worked on that for a while and it could supplement some of the car count and it could really uh, move our needle forward. And it gave us the opportunity to work as a team again and have a new energy. And it's been phenomenal. We've been out. We've had some success. The cars are, you know, the fleet cars are coming in. What kind of fleets are you going after, guys? You know, we're going after literally all, all kinds of fleets. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, look at look at what's driving around you on the roads. 
I mean, it's just that simple. Uh, most of your uh, bigger fleets are now wrapping their vehicles. They're identifying themselves. They're wanting business, you know. And so the thing is, you see these vehicles driving down the road. And I mean, we're seeing everything from medium duty, you know, on down. You know what I mean? We're thinking, boy, we'd sure love to go after these vehicles. You know what I mean? And find out, you know what I mean? Who is servicing them? Because certainly we don't want to move into some place that is has a you know, great yeah. mechanic. They're happy. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? What we're hearing over and over again is, People are just accepting what they're getting, you know, in some locations. And it may not be the quality service. It may not be the fast turnaround. It may not be, you know what I mean, the exacting parts. And then what happens is they're taking it in, they're expecting to get it back, and then it comes back right away. In other words, it comes right back for the problem. It's almost like a turnaround, rotating right around, going right back for the same problems. And they're just, there's a bit of frustration. I can tell you the base of the business is always about relationships. That's what Kelly and I do best. And so we thought, you know what? Yeah, I know Then this new day and age, everybody says, oh yeah, use the internet and use, you know, all email me, email me, you know what? We've thrown that to the wayside and we actually go into businesses, you know what I mean? Door to door, sit down, knock, talk, say hello, you know, and and people are just absolutely welcoming. They're just missing it. They're craving it. And the fact that we're owner operators there, I think goes a long way. It has been a really great experience. And here's a little secret sauce because Lee and I are just very simple people. We share whenever we can. We're as simple as we could be at, you know, a convenience store in the morning around the time that people are getting gas. And we're making notes of, well, here comes four or five of these cars. It's like, well, shoot, that's a good, that's a good fleet. We probably have done 10 episodes on fleets, how to find fleets. And one of the strategies was go out and hang around a gas station. Simple as that. And I'm sure we'll develop into something else. But for right now, that's working for us. The, you know, we have a couple of other strategies, whereas we've had some success. And so now we're clustering around those businesses that have hired us on. In other words, we're going and seeing what other businesses are around those that we're already going to. So if we're dropping off one, we could pick up another one at another business if we're just walking across the street because we do the pickup, you know, we do the shuttle for the fleets. To Kelly's point is, what is your unique proposition? What is it that you're offering that may or may not, you know, tip the scale to your favor? You know, are you picking up and dropping off? Are you doing rapid repair assessment? Are you doing some of the things that the fleets actually need? In other words, have you tried to put their shoes on to look from their perspective at what it is they need? And then are you addressing those needs? Those are really the core foundational things that we sit down and talk to these folks about. And I will tell you, it is just fascinating because, you know, a lot of people say, well, you you go in and you get stopped by the gatekeeper. Well, we have, you know, strategies for that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, in talking to the gatekeepers, you can reveal what it is. Once again, it's all about relationships. What it is that you're doing? Have they been happy? What are you seeing? And all of a sudden they realize without even knowing, you know what I mean, that you're interviewing them to find out the information that you really want to get, you know? And I will tell you, they are very forthcoming. And in the end, Kelly is just so good-natured about the way she goes and does things. She will turn around and go back and take a little plant or a little desk thing. And I'm telling you what, she melts these people. It's fascinating. Your secret weapon, Lee, is Kelly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) It comes from a very genuine place because, you know, one of the old tricks in sales is leave them with another reason to see them again, right? And so if if we do have someplace that isn't, you know, they don't come across as very interested at first or willing to set the next meeting. Because when we walk in, we're certainly not wanting to hijack their time. So we just were there to introduce ourselves, leave a little material and then try to set the meeting. 
And so if they're not looking to like they're going to set the meeting, then it opens, it keeps the gate open for me to go back with a little something. Those ladies at the front, you know, a lot of times it's getting, those people are the ones that are the heartbeat of the business a lot of times. Husband, wife, 30-year business. We're out here, you're talking to the owners of the business. We're here to listen to either the fleet manager or the owner of that fleet. And you talk about relationship. You talk about it. It would remind me of almost an instant connection because you're together. For Lee and I, it has given us a whole new energy. It really has. And it's helped us together to have another, you know, after 30 years, we've been married 37, which we've mentioned on lots of different shows. We've been married and and together a long time. And so, you know, it can get stagnant. And this is just another time in our life that we have this new energy and new connection and new opportunity to have wonderful communication instead of being, you know, at each other's throats. We're both strong personalities, so we have that going for us, but it can work and we are a very good team. You promise me, would you promise me to come back on and tell us the success that's going on with this strategy of you guys going out and kind of reinventing and pivoting the business with more fleet business. Oh, by the way, did you have to buy any new equipment at all for the shop? Yes, there are some things. And that's the one thing I will tell you. Don't be afraid uh, to go ahead and, and buy some new equipment. Look forward to getting some new racks, you know what I mean? Probably a little bit more heavy duty than what you're doing. Um, instead of the 10,000s and stuff like that, maybe you're going to upgrade to the 12 and 20s, you know what I mean? Some of the drive odds. Um, but also, let's be uh, honest, I mean, bigger. if you don't have a lot of money, it can still be done. You know, I mean, don't yeah. let that be the reason you don't. And so, yes. you know, you, there's a lot of workarounds. There's a lot of ways to make it happen. It might not be, you know, convenient. Your guys might, you know, complain a little bit because they don't have this or that or the other thing. But, you know, they're very happy to have cars to work on. If you're a successful business, maybe you're not cash rich, but the bottom line is great. There's so many ways. The good news, we had room to grow in our workspaces, which is what we're going to go over here. And this video is taken very organically, you know, where you'll see some of our guys coming out for an inspection and taking some pictures and all that. It's very organic. And like we're talking, this this is the early morning, first car he's been uh, dispatched. He's taking his photos like we have required. This is the main shop. We have two and we'll go into that too. So this is our main location where customers come in to this door here. There we are. This is our front door. Nice. Look at that. This is our waiting room. And we had a couple guys. I had to get permission to film. I said, if you'd like to step out, you can. They're like, no, we'll just keep our head down. This is the front counter that they come to. This is Ron, our service advisor. Our hallway, of course, we have our sign, please stay out. (laughs) And they can look through the window and sometimes they press their nose right up against that window. You're going to see Dulce here for a second. This is our marketing manager. Nice diamond plate. Thank you very much. They can have coffee. We have Wi-Fi free. Of course, there's a TV there. This is our service manager, Eric, and April, our customer service. She makes our phone calls, writes our thank you notes, recommended service calls, all that jazz. This is still our main shop. There's one of our fleets there. How many bays altogether, guys? We have 11 lifts with 16 bays. It's all in one building? No, this is our first main building. This is the one we bought in 99. So we've been there for a long time. People know where we are. And this is where the office space that you saw that we filmed. That's the only place customers come. The other workspace, we have our workhorses over there and they just do their thing. This is going into our parts room in the main shop. Upstairs is like a little eating area. Um, training room, yeah. Yep, yeah, training, eating. 
This is the grab-and-go center, which is uh, vital, I think, to every business. It's, um, you know, we have some stocked uh, inventory, but we certainly don't carry a ton of inventory because we're literally within two minutes of most of our parts warehouses. Our yellow brick road, (laughs) where our parts guys follow the yellow brick road. That's what the tape is on the ground. We call that the yellow brick road for for the parts people. Nice. Do the parts that come in from the parts houses go in there too? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it's exactly it, where that yellow brick road is. That's where the parts uh, drivers drop the, yeah. and then um, that's where the technicians would come uh, grab their parts. They're color coded and that kind of thing, so they know which ones. This is one of our A techs busy doing his thing. We're very proud of our team. It's taken us a good little time to interview and have some stick and and have a good variety of people that can take care of our customers. So, What's the longest 10-year uh, uh, technician? How long, longest person been there? 20 years. He's one of our exit strategies. And uh, Eric Wayne in the front, the service manager, is the other piece of that puzzle. They're a good team. Uh, they both bring stuff to the table that is going to be advantageous for them moving forward. Just like Lee and I, we don't have all the skill sets separately, but we make a good team together. This is John, another tech. It's nice and bright in there. Oh, yeah. We've spent some money on some lighting, I'll tell you. This is our other stop now. And this is Chase, the one you saw in the front. He's got his car in. This is the workspace. There's no office. Well, there's an office there for them to have uh, their computers and their brakes in, but it's just a workspace. It's on the other side of the driveway, so they have an access. And we keep most of the parts in the other shop, like you saw. But you'll see in the video, they have some of their own supplies here, some of their own uh, diagnostic equipment. Of course, uh, Chase is taking photos uh, for his DVI, still working on that. I have a friend who has almost the same kind of uh, setup as you do, and I call his other shop the Annex. <laughs> That's right. Here's some of their equipment and their diagnostic tools. They do have to, you know, make a little walk here and there, but they don't seem to mind. And we have our shuttle driver and a couple other people that clean the shop that come over and bring parts if they are uh, strapped for time. Well, there's no doubt you guys have the capacity to grow this whole fleet business. I mean, wow, what a incredible shop. Great and talented people. Lots of room. Isn't that fun? That was the part of building the fleets that really made us confident in the fact that we could say to people that we're interviewing or they're interviewing us, there's our shuttle driver, Jack. And here's our part of our team. Some of them were on waiters, so they couldn't come for the photo, but we wanted to make sure. And there's Ron and Eric Wayne is on the left. He's our service manager, the uh, the, the other piece of our exit. Finance manager just got there and there Lee and I are. And uh, that's us in a nutshell. Of course, friends serving friends is our, our motto. Friends serving friends. That's how we built our business because Lee and I did not buy a business that was established. We did not have capital. We did not have a dime to our name. We were raising two littles, you know, and we just built it with friends and they told friends and we built it to now. And so it's pretty special. It's Dulce who took the video, right? Dulce, yes. And you need to tell her she did an excellent job. And number two, this should be on a tablet that you put in front of the fleet manager and just let it run while you guys are talking to them. Just let them keep looking at that. Well, that's a very good idea. (laughs) It's a great video. Let them see that you've got what it takes, not only in people, talent, but facility 
to do the things that they need to do and you know what they need to do and what they basically want. You show someone, and this is just my opinion, you show someone the breadth of your capabilities and or talents. Maybe they're not going to ask for a discount, Kelly. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> wouldn't, well, that a, wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> and, and Carm, here's the best part. We didn't show you the third building, which is being converted right now with more bays, more lifts, and also more and bigger tire equipment so that we can do some of the uh, different sizing of tires and things of that nature. So We have uh, called that our shed, and we are transitioning. It's another workspace. Yeah. But basically what it is, it's, it's like a backstaged area where we keep tires and equipment and stuff that nobody uses. It doesn't generate any revenue. And we're like, well, that's just idiotic. Yeah, we pay for a 6,100 square foot building that we call the shed. <laughs> yeah, so it's another workspace that'll be really great when we need it. Then just let me throw this other thought out at you. ADAS calibrations, yes or no? You know, we've looked into that. Um, in fact, one of my best friends, uh, Scotty Brown, uh, is doing ADAS and he's doing it very successfully. Phenomenal, um, yeah. And we've talked to him about it. But the difference is in the area or the region where he's at, you know, he's got body shops everywhere around him. We all, we do as well. But two or three of the body shops within literally five to 800 feet of our shop are doing ADOS and doing it actually quite effectively and quite well. It's not something that I would say no to or nix completely. It's just that right now I'm looking at the square footage that it takes in order, you know what I mean, to be able to do ADOS and ADOS properly versus what I can utilize with the bays as far as the tools and equipment and manpower that I can put in there. At this point in time, math works in favor of, you know, to be putting tools, equipment in the base. It costs us a whole lot less to rev- to generate revenue out of their not doing ADAS. But, I mean, like Lee says, we're, we never say never. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott Brown would be the best consultant to steer you in any correct direction, my God. And he is so willing Beautiful to man. share info, really? yeah. He's a really wonderful person. But it's to your point, like we talked about in the beginning, you said pivot. And that was really what Kelly and I were looking at, you know, as as she had explained. I have been in the business working on the business, but really always having kind of a foot in the door, you know, somewhat having a say. Now it's so alleviating to be completely, in essence, on the bench, you know, being put aside and waiting for the phone call to come in to ask just a knowledge question. You know what I mean? Just nothing more than mentoring. And the beautiful yeah. thing is when we talk to our team about what they would like to do, they're like, well, we would like to do this or we'd like to do that. We'd like to do that. The beautiful thing is everybody is in complete focus and alignment together with moving forward with these fleets and the fleet business. And I will tell you, there's nothing more satisfying than going in to meeting some of these people, the fleet managers, the owners of these businesses, and just seeing the exasperation, they, they really, they carry it on their face. You know what I mean? It's a humongous worry because they have all these assets that they're not using. And when you finally tell them, hey, listen, we understand for you, this is a cash box on wheels and we need to turn and get this out. This is how we do it. This is the way we do it. This is what you can expect. They're just floored, you know, that you can really do that. You can actually do that. And we're like, yes. We assume that everybody's being taken care of by great fleet maintenance operators, repair operators. You found out that's not the case. No, there's a need. And Lee and I, we don't need all of them. We just need a few of them. You know, we're just out there sharing our word, sharing our capabilities, sharing the desire to help them. That's really what we want to do. We want to help them get their stuff back on the road as quickly as we possibly can with a great team at a good value. I know that we had talked to, you had mentioned offline, you know what I mean, about 
really the lost revenue that is with these fleets. You know what I mean? I think you have an upcoming episode, which will be exciting to watch on what that is. We stopped just yesterday, Kelly and I, at a little place. Uh, they had eight trucks in their lot. And these are all 450s, 550s, you know, up to the 650s. But they probably had, they, when we went in, found out they have 39 vehicles in their fleet. They were trying to, and the guy was so dissatisfied because he said, we're trying to use, utilize the dealer, but we get put on the back burner. In other words, there's, so many days. there's, 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 there's so far out that sometimes, you know what I mean? We just can't wait. And so we're just taking it wherever we can. And he said, can I, we sit down and discuss how this works? And man, I'll tell you what, it was just such a wonderful conversation. You know what I mean? To be able to lay out and format what it is that he could not only see, but expect. And then, you know, how everything was going to work. He's like, how do you guys do that? I've never seen anything like this in my life. He says, and I've been doing this for close to 40 years. And I says, well, you know, we've been doing this 30 and here's the thing. We like our people. <laughs> we still like what we're doing. <laughs> you know? Is the turnaround the biggest thing you're hearing? The answer is yes. They cannot count on their service providers to honor what they say. The other thing is communication, good communication. They're saying we're kind of left in the dark. You know, we don't know from the time the vehicle gets there. We don't know when it got there. You know what I mean? If it was towed in. Now, if we dropped it off or something like that, then we know. And then... Once it gets into the queue, so to speak, we don't usually or haven't been expecting a call for at least one to three days. And I thought, what? One to three days? What are you talking about? They says, yeah, we're, we're waiting one to three days to get the call. This is the call for authorization. And I'm like, I'll Just to let what. them know what's going on. Yeah. Just so what's going on. I says, well, yeah. wow. I says, that doesn't fit in line with what yeah. our profile is. I think the other key is that uh, when we say that we have the, uh, the shuttle, the pit drop off and pickup thing, they're like, oh, my gosh, that frees up so much of my time. They're so yeah. excited. And you're learning the need of the fleet by you both going out there and, you know, walking away with being, you know, a, another idea that you can help tweak your fleet off. We get back to the truck and we're just writing notes fast and furious, like, you know, oh, yeah. because they'll give us an idea and we're like, oh, we didn't even think of that. <laughs> Well, this was great. I thank you. We, we actually benefited from this incredible fleet story on top of, uh, you know, the great video and to see your place. Kelly Lee Weatherby, Accurate Automotive Mesa, Arizona. This will be out as a podcast on your favorite podcast listening app and on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it. We sure do appreciate that. And until the next time, you promise me you'll come back and you'll tell us all about what you've learned as you continue to grow and tweak this great fleet strategy of yours, guys. Absolutely. We're Absolutely. happy to do that. Thank you. Have a wonderful holiday. Yep, you too. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time.